6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, we know that we've all seen some wicked storms across this province. Canada has experienced more than $2 billion in insured losses because of hail-laden thunderstorms, laden thunderstorms since 2020, mostly in Alberta. Now Western University is planning to study damaging hail this summer in our province. Dr. David Sills is the executive director of the Northern Tornadoes Project at Western. He joins me now. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Hello, Julian. Do you have a song that you can confidently sing in public or that you would? <laughs> oh, definitely. What is it? Yeah. Oh, how this? I hear the train a-coming. It's rolling around the bend. Oh, keep it going. <laughs> oh, love it. Little Johnny Cash for you there. Little Johnny Cash. Can't hurt with Johnny Cash ever. David, thanks for playing along. Okay, question for you. Does Alberta see more severe weather than other provinces? Well, it certainly sees more hailstorms. Uh, there's, there's just the you know particular circumstances in Alberta with the, the mountains being there, um, and just the, uh, the kind of cooler air aloft that you get in Alberta that it sets up perfect ingredients to get big hailstorms uh, generated there. Well, and I- really, it's the hail capital of Canada, southern Alberta. The hail capital of Canada is southern Alberta, and you mentioned the mountains and, and, and that playing a role in that. Now, I know that this study was, you know, kind of launched from um, the Northern Tornadoes project that you obviously are a huge part of. And know that Alberta is kind of like on the top end of Tornado Alley that comes up through the states, up through uh, Alberta. Does that play a role as well? Well, certainly uh, a storm that has a really strong updraft can generate both large hail and big tornadoes. And usually when you, when you get one, you get the other. Um, some, sometimes uh, with the, the largest hail uh, with storms that are producing tornadoes. Um, and that, that occurs with any storm that occurs across Canada, really. You know, just that large updraft is able to really get that uh, rotation spinning, uh, rapidly, but also is able to keep uh, a hailstone lofted in the air and just growing in more and more as more uh, warm, moist air goes up through the thunderstorm and, and freezes onto the surface of the hailstone until it's just too heavy to carry anymore. Uh, so th- that intense updraft is the main ingredient in both of those things. All right, so the raindrops are coming down. They get sucked up into that updraft, and the farther up they get, the ice forms around them before they come, you know, you know smashing back down to the ground. What is this study? What are you, what are you hoping to learn uh, from this study? Sure. Uh, well, you know, pale research really got its start uh, in part in Alberta. There was the Alberta Hail Project that went on for decades in the Alberta region. And uh, there's, there's still science that's coming out of that, that area today. So there's some pioneering uh, uh, work on hailstorms that informs the world science on, on hail. And uh, now that we have better observations, you know, better um, radars, uh, better knowledge of, of the physics of hail, better computer models predict hail, it's time to go back out there and, and really update our knowledge on uh, how hail forms, uh, how it how it produces damage. That's a really important part of this study is looking at the impact of, of hail 
on on the built environment, on homes and on businesses and cars, and uh, and seeing what we can figure out about uh, hailstorms that you know relates to that damage and how we could mitigate that. Well, you know, okay, how how would you? <laughs> you haven't done the study yet, but that's my question. Like in the long run, how do you how how do you mitigate that damage? Would you be able to get to the point where you could forecast maybe earlier than than two hours that there could be damaging hail? Is that the hopes? Well, certainly that's part of it that we can improve hail prediction. But as you know, even if you had two hours notice, you couldn't move your house out of the way. That's right. So, <laughs> so the part of it is is trying to you know re-engineer how a house might be built, better shingles, better types of siding, um, even you know car windshields and that kind of thing can be uh, constructed in a different way. So we're, we're looking at uh, at ways that that both involves the meteorology and the engineering aspect of it, and that's. That's uh, what's special about both the Northern Tornadoes Project and the Northern Hail Project being out of Western. It's uh, it's the engineering school here that yeah. um, that houses both these projects. So it's really uh, uh, one of the world's only uh, projects that involves both the meteorological community and the engineering community in such a way. And now we're bringing in the social science community as well to see uh, how how people's lives are changed by by these kind of storms as well. Dr. David Sills joining me this afternoon. I can remember having a conversation after that tornado went through Barrie. Was it last year or the year before? And then there was... Last year, right. Yeah, and then there was there were a lot of calls again for uh, building code and, and that for hurricane straps. I think that's what they were called to, to be that's used right. more, in, more in homes. So the, the same sort of idea, but on, on the hail side. We, we know that you know, we hear these calls and we we hear suggestions, for example, when it comes to tornadoes and the hurricane straps, but does anything actually ever get done? I mean, you can you can study this, study this, put out and say, okay, this is what we need to do, but then what happens with it? Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, it, it does take some time to get results, especially to things like the building code, uh, but uh, that's, that's part of what the wind engineers at, uh, at Western are all about is... Uh, trying to get changes done to the building code. In, in fact, um, even if you, you're not getting changes done immediately to the building code, uh, one of the, uh, the, the Barry city councillors, uh, it was it was her house that uh, that had big damage from the tornado. And, uh, and she pushed for getting hurricane straps uh, as part of kind of the local uh, building um, agreements with with builders there in Barry, and I think they've made good progress on that. So, so even if you can't change uh, the building code per se, uh, you can get agreement from local builders to try to start including those. And, and there's been another a number of communities in Canada that have uh, got those kinds of agreements. So, when you're studying the hail situation, the hailstorms, the, 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 the frequency, what's happening here in Alberta this summer? How do you do it? Will your team be out here hanging out, waiting for hailstorms? Are they storm chasing or are, are, are they monitoring it from afar? How does that work? <laughs> well, it's actually all of the above. <laughs> um, there's going to be uh, instruments deployed around the Calgary area. And uh, these are uh, kind of... Um, the panels that are set up so that when hail hits the panel, it can tell uh, just by the impact of it how large it is and that kind of thing. So we'll have that a network of those set up around Calgary. We're setting up some other instru- instrumentation as well, but we also have um, a group of 
students and staff that are going out there and are, are going to take a first stab at uh, following behind severe storms and uh, finding the hail that it leaves behind so that we can uh, measure it and get an, an idea of how, how hard it is um, and just the characteristics of the hail and build a database of, of hail straight from the thunderstorm. What's the biggest hailstone that's been found and, and recorded in Canada? Oh, geez, that's that's a good idea. Now, see, this would be this would be a, somewhere where the, the new executive director of the Northern Hail Project would uh, would come in handy, uh, Julian Brimlow, because uh, he he is right up on all of these kind okay. of statistics. And um, I think it, it occurred somewhere in Saskatchewan, but I, I'm sure it's something like you know 10 centimeters diameter or something like that or but he would know uh, uh, and, and he's a, he's an edmonton boy so he's he's out uh, in uh, in edmonton and she's gonna sit there actually while we're doing the project over the next several years um and uh and be right in there among all of the observations being made well i'm gonna get him back i'm gonna get him on my show and i'll ask him that question and we'll follow him up uh, follow it up this summer as well because i'm fascinated by uh by by this and I, i'll be fascinated to see what it leads to in, in the long run dr sills thank you so much for joining me this afternoon thanks for singing a tune for us today as well <laughs> it's been great let's do it again sometime sure my pleasure yeah take care dr david sills joining us uh this afternoon so again yeah they're going to be doing a study on on hailstorms in alberta we know as i mentioned billions of dollars in damage over the past couple of years alone man oh man i got nabbed in a hailstorm hail on the on the motorcycle coming up the QE2 a few years back open face mask it was awful